0: That's it for me. Now, welcome to the stage, number one in your heart, Pastor Derek Dillon. Well, good morning, good morning. I'm so happy, so happy to be up here and uh, bring today's message. Um, Most importantly, I'm so happy to have Pastor Joe, Pastor Sherry back in the building. Let's give them a hand again. So happy that you was able to take the last, four weeks off and and, and get some rest. You know, he came in with his nice little golden brown tan on this morning and and from being in Florida, and somebody said, Florida looks good on you. He said, man, yes, it does. It feels good on me. So I'm not the only one in the house that's caramel glazed. So we're so happy, so happy to to have Pastor Joe, Pastor Sherry back in the house tonight. Hey, while you um, uh, get ready, please turn your Bibles to uh, Matthew 27. Uh, verse thirty one and thirty two the other thing I want to acknowledge this morning uh, over the summer the last six weeks we had heart to heart It was an opportunity for ladies to come in and gather together and, and, and have fellowship and really get get closer with each other but also get closer with the father and uh, so it was an, a great it was a great 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 event uh, that, that takes place and it happens every summer so if ladies if you have not uh, had the opportunity to uh, enjoy Heart to heart. Um, you missed it this year, but I'm telling you, next year will be here so fast. You do want to get involved with that. It is a blessing. Uh, Pastor um, Amy is in the uh, children's department serving, so she said yes to the kids. So I wanted to actually acknowledge her today. But Pastor Jeff, you can go ahead and, and step in her place. Hey, uh, Pastor Jeff and Pastor Amy are doing a great job here at the Way Bible Church for our small group. So if you have, uh, God has put something in your heart to either lead or most importantly, join. A a small group here at the Way Bible Church. Please see Pastor Jeff out at the uh, group life wall in the foyer. Uh, there are some exciting things that is coming up this fall um, here at the Way Bible Church that I truly uh, don't want either any one of you guys to miss. So let's give uh, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Amy a hand this morning. <clears throat> So as I was preparing for this message, I, I, I was you know, running across some old notes and, and stuff that I was taking. As, uh, sometime I, I sleep at night, and uh, well, hopefully everybody sleep at night. But sometime at night, I am I'm, you know, can't sleep, and, and I'm listening um, to music. I'm listening um, to, to the Bible app, kind of reading. Uh, and, and God puts things on my heart. And uh, so I was preparing for this message, r- running through my notes, and I ran across something I wrote probably four months ago, and I hadn't looked at it since until uh, this past week came up, and uh, it really is something that uh, truly I feel it's been, been on my heart that I wanted to share uh, with each and every one of you here this morning, but, um, you know, I don't want to do this by myself this morning. Uh, I've been actually invited a guest speaker here in, in the house this morning, uh, and, and um, if you can go ahead and bring um, Brother Samsonite up. Hey, Grayson. I invited Brother Samsonite here to help me with this message this morning. Uh, Me and Brother Samsonite has went through quite a bit of stuff over the last 20 years. Uh, Before I became Executive Pastor here, thank you brother, before I became Executive Pastor here of The Way Bible Church, I was an electrical engineer, um, traveled all over the world uh, in the past 20 years. Uh, I was blessed to be able to go to Hong Kong and do some stuff, Malaysia to do some stuff, uh, Sweden, uh, different places across the country to be able to do the things that that uh, I had trained and had skills uh, to do. But I didn't do it alone. I didn't I didn't travel alone. I didn't uh, go to these places by myself. Normally, uh, I have a computer bag on my back. I have a tool uh, box on one side, and my trusty old. Brother Samsonite on the other side. Brother Samsonite, me and Brother Samsonite have had some times together over the last 20 years. Uh, brother Samsonite and I have um, you know, got to see a lot of different places uh, you know, all over the country here, Vegas, New York, uh, California, Arizona, Florida, everywhere. Uh, I've always had Brother Samsonite with me. Brother Samsonite and I have been to Canada, Brother Samsonite and I have been held in customs in Canada together. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna move past that. Brother Samsonite and I have been through a lot, you know. And like me, Brother Samsonite has struggled with his weight. Sometimes he is real plump, <laughs> and sometimes he, he 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 slimmed up. And, and really, you know, Brother Samsonite was a was one that you know we were arm in arm. You know, even to the point I see, I'm looking on here, Brother Samsonite has a tattoo on him with my name on it. Brother Samsonite and I were close. We went through a lot together. Uh, you know, we, 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 um, uh, you know going, Brother Samsonite was in the airport, uh, going through scanners, uh, having stuff pulled out of him, having stuff put into him. Brother Samsonite has been through a lot. Uh, there were times when me and Brother Samsonite was separated for two or three days on a trip because he got lost. Somehow he got on the wrong plane. I knew where I was going, but sometimes Brother Samsonite wanted to explore some things by himself. We missed each other. You know, and it, eventually we would unite together and be able to do those things that we were um, on that trip to do. And, you know, and, and there are times that I know people here who have traveled or do travel for you run into some things um, with uh, the, the, the stuff that you carry on these trips. You know, one of the things that I remember me and Brother Samson and I went through was uh, flying into Canada in, in the middle of January. And if any of you know, January in Canada usually involves snow. You know, and one of the things I hated about Brother Samsonite on those trips where I'm gone two weeks, three weeks out at a time, is I have to get Brother Samsonite pretty plump. I fill him up with everything that I need to be using on those two or three week trips that I can be able to sustain myself job that I have to do and not have to worry about buying anything or having my wife send stuff over, uh, overnight to me Brother Samsonite has been through some stuff but can you imagine getting dropped off at a rental car Brother Samsonite weighing about 100 pounds uh, you know uh, my, my, back, my computer bag on me I got my tool bag in one hand and Brother Samsonite in another uh, the rental car drops us off and what do you know my rental car is two football fields away. And you would think as much as I travel, I would have some perks that they would be able to just bring me the car. Yeah, isn't this kinda of how we act in our day and age? Bring it to me, it's all about me. It's me, 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 me. So there are times when I had to get off that bus and find my name and look to see where I had to walk. So here's me, Brother Samson Knight and his crew, trying to get through this snow. And if any of you have been there, after you walk for a while, you get the snow to build up on your luggage. And you know, and it becomes heavy. It becomes a point where it's a struggle for you. And I'm doing it with both hands. There's a struggle that I'm trying to, 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 uh, to, to pull this to make it to where I'm going. And I get halfway there. I look at Brother tonight. Is it worth carrying you? Is it worth me taking you the rest of this journey. You're killing me, bruh. (laughs) You know, you even look to see, okay, what can I take out of this thing and leave and come back later? What kind of burden is holding me down in here with Brother Samsonite where I can't get to where I need to go? As As an engineer, you know, I look at these things and I'm like, I'm supposed to be in shape. I'm supposed to be able to carry this stuff that I brought with me. I know I was going here, but those things in my life that, that, that I needed at that time was a struggle for me to make it just to my rental car. How many of us today are carrying things on our, on our shoulders? Are carrying things in our life that we shouldn't be carrying? The title of my message today is whose cross are you carrying? Who is weighting you down? Who is, is what what burdens on your life that is causing you to think about leaving something else behind? What are those things in your life that you are you you you, you want to say I can come back for you later? If we look here in this story, I want to kind of let you know on this story uh, here in Matthew 27, Jesus was just beat all night long. They whipped him. They pulled the hair out of his beard. They just put, put a hurting on the Son of God all night long. So finally, they were done and they were getting ready to take him to to Galgada where he was going to be hung. So I want you to look at this verse here. It says, after they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they're going out, they met a man from Serene named Simon. And they forced, they forced. Him to carry the cross. At this time, all the Jews were coming in uh, for the Passover festival that, that every year the Jewish, Jewish uh, uh, community celebrate. So Simon was coming in for this. I want you to put yourselves in, in, in Simon's shoes as he's walking up to the great city of Jerusalem. He's looking at the crowds. The crowds are, 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 are gathered together. There's, there seems to be a parade that's coming down. Uh, and, and, and coming through the streets of Jerusalem. So what does Simon do? He's, he's here to celebrate the celebration. He goes, oh, this is new. There's a parade going on. What's happening? I want, I want to see what's going on. And I can imagine Simon kind of working his way, shimmying his way up between the bystanders that's looking to see what was going on. And there's our Savior dragging that cross. Dragging that cross. Finally to the point where he was exhausted. Couldn't carry it anymore and dropped and fell and dropped the cross right there in front of Simon. You know, at this point, Simon finally realizes what's going on. This is a crucifixion that's about to take place. So this guy must have done something wrong. He must have done something bad. Whatever the circumstances are, why are so many people here watching this guy carry this cross? And at that time, a soldier says, you. And I can see Simon going, who? Me? I say, yes, you. Pick up the cross. And at that time, Simon should uh, he, he, he knows that carrying the cross was a curse. It was considered a curse to whoever was to carry the cross. But it's funny what swords and, and, and whips would do to change your mind on certain things either say I'm not going to carry this I'm not going to do this or I might find myself in the same position this dude is in so Simon took it upon himself to pick that cross up and follow Jesus so you look back uh, Galatians 3 uh, it says that curses anyone who is hung on a pole Simon knew that he knew it was considered a curse. You know, at that time, did he think about his family? Did he think about uh, how this is going to affect him, his family, or anyone that, that is with him, his traveling partner? You know, I can only imagine the things that was going through Simon's head. He said, "This is not my cross to bear," but I did it. But I did it. So it seems the cross was a burden, a weight that no one wanted to carry. A lot of us take on the weight of others on, on a daily basis. Pastor Jeff has a, had a great message a couple of weeks ago talking about the fruit that we bear. We must be bar- barriers of fruit, good fruit, for the kingdom of heaven. A lot of us, a lot of us have picked up so many crosses, so many burdens in our life that you can't even see the fruit that we're supposed to bear A lot of us, our branches, instead of looking full with fruit, looks like we're carrying a treehouse. There's barriers, there's burdens that we are carrying in our own lives that cause us to be brother Samsonite, that causes us to 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 just be wore down and, and 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 beat and worry and have anxiety. A lot of us can't even concentrate on the things of our own life because we're carrying somebody else's burdens. We're carrying somebody else's cross. There's things in our lives that we don't even want to have focus on. And sometimes it's easy for us to just go ahead and carry somebody else's. But it's funny. As broken, as beat up, as tired, as this suitcase may seem, it has still held together. It has still done what I needed to do. Jesus is warning us to be able to do what he has called us to do he wants us to be a light in this world he wants us to be a, a a a people that has drawn other people into him he has called us in for a purpose he has called us in for our destiny but so much of this on your life has, has caused your attention to go away to where you can't see the destiny and the light that God has called you to be Jesus himself did not reveal himself to Mary after he uh, he rose from the grave and say, hey, where's that cross? He didn't come out looking for that cross. What he said was, I go to my father and I go to your father. Why is that important? It says that uh, God wants us to call him in the time of need. God wants to be the father in our life. He wants to sustain us. He wants to hold us up. He wants to meet our very needs. God wants to be in the gap that you feel you have from the troubles that you are in to where he has called you to be. So Psalms 55:22 it says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be sh- shaken. Now that's the Old Testament. I want to read something in New Testament to you. It says 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Now being a fisherman, I love to fish and when I hear the word cast, of course I'm thinking about casting my my rod and reel, my my lure out into the water And, 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 and one thing you do as a fisherman when you cast your rod and your reel out in the water, you retrieve it back in. You're pulling it back in. God is not wanting us to pull it back in. He wants us to cast our cares on him. Throw it out and leave it. Throw it out and believe that he is going to take care of what he said he's going to do. Now I want to show it to you in a different way as well. Uh, here in a couple of weeks we're going to have a baptism service. And if you have not been baptized, I will encourage you to sign up for baptism service. If you um, didn't understand uh, growing up when you got baptized before and now you understand a lot clearer, I want to encourage you as well to baptize. If you feel like God is calling you to bapt- get baptized again, I encourage you to sign up for baptism for our baptism service on the 18th. And sorry, that was a shameless plug to what's going on in the 18th, but I want to show you Uh, where we are when we say we're casting our cares on the Lord and leaving them there. So uh, baptize or baptizo, in the uh, Greek translation, that word, when the translators were rewriting the Bible and and, and getting the translations correct, when they came to the word baptize or baptizo, which is Greek, they wanted to leave it there. They didn't want to change that word. To change that word will be to change what actually it means in their mind. Baptizo in the Greek translation means to immerse. to means to fully go under and come back up. There's a a reason for that. Because if you are born again and you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. What that means is once we go under, and I mean fully under, the old self of you has died and the new self has come alive. The old has died. The new has come alive. The old burdens that we had has died and the new person has come alive. He has called us to leave those things in the water when he died on the cross, it was done. It was over with. A lot of times, we as believers, we tend to find ourselves new in Christ, but we still pick up the old things that we were doing before. He has called us to a higher standard. He has called us to be different than, than, than what we were before. And a lot of times, we go under and come back up and get out of the water still carrying the things that we, we went under with. That's not what he called us to do. He called us to be great. In those two verses, this says, cast your cares. Cast, 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 cast. Take that and throw it it to him and leave it. Walk away. We have worries that we pick up from other people. We have anxiety that we pick up from other people. We have depression that we pick up from other people. Those are things that we can't carry. It's too heavy to pick those up and keep carrying those along with our day-to-day life that we have. He does not want us to be walking around looking like old Samsonite. We are a new creation in him. He has made us new. Ladies. And it, next step, uh, Pastor Damon does a great uh, spiritual assessment of who you are and, and who God has called you to be. And some of us, a spiritual gift is a mercy spirit. It's to have mercy on people. And I'm not going to point people out, everybody knows who you are. But that mercy spirit is one that caters, that can cater to picking up somebody else's burdens. If you find yourself feeling sorry for, oh, oh, look at that puppy, oh, 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 I can't believe she's doing him like that. Oh. You can find yourself picking up somebody else's burdens. Ladies, I got another one for you, too. I'm, I'm not picking on you, but I hear this all the time. Oh, I'm going to change him. I'm going to change him. Oh, he's got potential, ladies. (laughs) A lot of times you can find yourself going after one person, after another person, and another person, and another person, picking up their crosses because you think that you can continue to change someone. The crap that he brought into that relationship is what he left when he left that relationship. He has called us all to a higher power. He has called us all to a higher area. And you have to guard yourself, guard your heart from those things. Yes, if you feel God has called you to that person, then you do your job and pray for that person and lift them up, bring them to the altar and leave them there. Leave them at the altar because only Jesus can change them. Don't be so desperate to be in a relationship and settle Settle for that. You know I got off on that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Brother Samsonite brought me a gift today. A lot of times in our life, we look at the outer appearance. We look at everything that we have here in Brother Samsonitis. You know, you got threads coming off. He's got bruises on the side. Uh, the handle don't even stick up no more. You know, he's got all these things that he has been through. And we don't mind sometimes for people to see this outer experience of, uh, of our life. We don't mind seeing, let people seeing that we've been through some stuff, that we've been hurt, that we've been... Because a lot of times we get the attention on us and not have the solution fixed in us. So we're bruised on the outside, but on the inside we got that thing that we're holding on to that we consider it precious. No matter what happened in your life a long time ago, you may have something in your, in your out, in, inward man or inward woman, the exterior looks rough and tough, but on the inside, it's beautiful. I mean, look at this vase. You know, whoever designed this vase here, you know, they, they, they really put the beautiful uh, uh, craftsman chips on it. The, the paint job is done. We can see on the outside of this, but we can't see on the inside of it. The only way to get to the inside of this thing is to break it and see A lot of times we feel we can't expose the beauty on the inside of us is because we don't want to be broken on the outside. We're too afraid to break ourselves to let someone else in. Have that person in your life to call out that stuff. You've taken on too much, dude. You can't do this, sister. You can't dish. You need those people in your life, but we're too, too afraid to be vulnerable enough to have our precious thing on the inside exposed. Now, I want to read you a story here about a Samaritan woman. We all know that story. Uh, chapter 4 in John, Jesus uh, had, got, got uh, word that the Pharisees, the Sadducees, uh, were, were saying that he was uh, baptizing more people than John the Baptist. He was basically gathering steam, if if you will. He was he was building things up. So they left and they went through uh, Samaria. And Jesus sat down at the well, took a break, as if he didn't know what was happening. Took a break, just just hung out while the disciples went to go get food. They went to go get. Um, uh, drinks. We went to go get other things, supplies that they needed, and left Jesus there alone. Now, setting the scene. This was the middle of the day. You can imagine being in the Middle East. It was hot. Sun was pretty much just leaning on you. It was hot. Here comes a woman to the well, carrying carrying her water jar pretty strange for a woman to come to the well in the middle of the day. It's hot. Here she comes, bringing her water jug. Get water for today. Jesus asked her, give me a drink. And she says, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well I'm sorry. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up, on it, welling up to eternal life. The woman said, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Hmm. She don't want to have to keep coming down, drawing water with her jar, jug. I have no husband, I'm sorry. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming down here. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. She says, I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right. When you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worship the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared... I, the one speaking to you, am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman, but no one asked, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar. (sniffs) Leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? She just had an encounter with the living water. Now get this. She was coming to town in the middle of the day. The middle of the day. No one's getting water in the middle of the day, so what is she hiding? She's walking to to, to to the the, uh, well in the middle of the day so people won't ridicule her. People won't talk about her. Out of sight, out of mind is what she was thinking at that time. And in this text, she has said, I have had five husbands. In that time, she already had a stigma. She already had a label on her. Who in here in this room have had a label put on you that you know that is not fair on your life? God wants to be able to remove that label off of you so you can be new in him. He wants to take those things away from you because you are new. You know, I find the biggest problem uh, with, with, with living in a small town is everybody knows your stuff. <laughs> everybody knows your stuff. Everybody knows where you went to school. They know your mama, your grandmama, your great-grandmama, and everybody else down You know, and and the thing is, once a name gets on you or your family for whatever it is, whether it's good or bad, it can follow you. How can you outlive the things that happened in the past in in an area where people know everything about you? You live it out through Jesus Christ. That's how you outlive that. People will start to notice a difference in you. People will start to see a change in you. People will know that something is different about you and it's all because of the blood of Jesus so after Simon Simon followed Jesus to the final place to be crucified, Jesus he took my sins he took your sins he took the burdens, he hung them on the cross with him Once there the weight of the world was on his shoulders. Everything that was put on him was on his shoulders. And in crucifixion, they nail your hands or tie your your wrists up to the to the to the to the board. They nail your feet or tie your feet up and everything of your whole body is weighed down on, on you where you actually suffocate. And he's on the cross with the weight of the world on his shoulders. Not complaining that it not, it's not my sin that I should be up here with this. I didn't do that or I didn't do this. With all the strength in the world, he kept pushing himself up to breathe. And on that last breath, he was able to say, it is finished. It is finished. Everything that we've been carrying, everything that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, he took it to the cross. And he left it on the cross. So, much of us, so, much, so many of us tend to go back and pick them up. I'm not saying that you don't have trials in your life. I'm not saying that things don't go bad in your life or uh, things don't go the way um, you think they should go. I'm not saying none of that stuff doesn't happen because it does. And it's very real, real today. Me and my wife deal with a lot of stuff uh, from time to time that, that we don't expect. But what we've had to learn to do is we need to take it to the Father. He wants to pull it all from you. And it's easy for us to come up here and drop it at the altar and leave, take our hands and wash it clean up. But before we get home, we run back up real quick and grab it. Sometimes we can feel unworthy and empty if we don't have that jar of water that the Samaritan woman left back in our life. He wants you to leave it at the cross. He didn't die for you to continue to carry that weight around. The weight is heavy. The weight is heavy. You have things on your own in your own life that you deal with, let alone trying to keep and hold somebody else together. I've even heard someone say, I'm trying to hold the family together. Is that your weight that you should be carrying? If you can stand with me this morning. I did a search on the internet and, um, we got 20 things here that they surveyed some people to see some of the stuff that they are concerned about, they worry about, have anxiety about, or whatever the case may be. Um, some of it is kind of comical, but I want to read a few of them to you and, and let you hear them, because you're not along with a lot of this stuff. So it's number 20, I'm gonna work 20 down, it says word about area I live in, the crime levels. We, we know what happened in the last 24 hours here in our country. You know, a lot of people say, oh, this world is going to hell and everything else is going wrong. People are losing their mind. No, people need to get focused back on Jesus. They need to focus back on Jesus. Number 19, pets help. Leave that one alone. Number 18, if my dress sense is good. Or number 17, meeting work targets or goals. Whether I'm a good parent, raising my kids right a friend or family member I've fallen out with, whether I'll find the right partner, whether my current partner is right, whether my partner still loves me, whether or not I am attractive, I need to find a new job, I seem to be generally unhappy. That one one really, people are just unhappy. Just not happy. Paying my rent or my mortgage. Worried about my physique. (laughs) Number seven, wrinkles or aging appearance. Job security. Financial debt, credit card debt, my diet, low energy levels. Worried about my savings or financial future. (laughs) And the number one thing is getting old. Whatever the case may be, no matter how trivial it may sound to you or seem to you, Jesus wants it. He wants it. Looking at Brother Samsonite, he's rough. He's been through a lot, but guess what? He's still standing. He's still standing. I know if I take a trip, I can go ahead and pack him up and he's by my side. We're running together. No matter what your circumstance is, you are still standing. You're still here today and you still have a chance to give it to Jesus. We have ministers all across the room. If you wanna pray with someone, if you feel um, led to take communion, we have uh, ministers over here taking, um, to give you communion, you can come through section one and two, whatever it may be do it unto the Lord he wants you he wants you so let's get through our baggage and our crap and leave it to him so he can have you father in the name of Jesus I thank you for taking everything, everything that I deemed an issue, that I deemed something that I was concerned with. You have taken it all and you want it all. So Father, I declare freedom in this room. I declare a spirit of peace to take over the minds of each and every person in this room and those that are listening to us all through life. God the Father wants everything that you have to give Him so you can see Him better. Father, we love you and we thank you for this and we bless you because you are a good, good Father and we thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen. The altars are open.